We rejoin our three heroes, Binky, Gerald, and Xander, uh, back at the Idlers Club, which has been attacked. Ion has now died, uh, and the destruction has remained uh, palpable in the air. Is that a phrase? <laughs> palpable destruction in the air. Uh, and what we're going to do is, if you tuned into our Shine Scraper episode with the heist, we had a kind of montage prep session where they were able to, the party were able to um, quick fire, have scenes in various locations on, in order to acquire objects or meet with gods or uh, secure transport or anything that they, they might need for their assault on the Crucible. So this is where they join them. This is where we join them as the title credits fade to black. So, party, what would you like to do? Um, if uh, possible, I'd like there to be a little bit of a montage of uh, Xander having a full-on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's on the cards or not. A big ball of fire is in the center of our vision. Uh, we pan upwards through the dirt and realize that this is the core of Heim. And as we pan upwards through layers of rock, we see the fossil of an extinct creature winding its way through the dirt. And Whoa, how we... old is that creature? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, and what? <laughs> That's crazy. As the camera pans up, we see a, a ruined civilization atop it uh, with, with, with inside a cavern. We pan up even further to dirt and soil and grass, and we pan up and we see a bed with Xander lying on it, snoring very loudly. Uh... Perfect, cool. Long rest? <laughs> you all get a long rest, yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. But I think as well, Xander is um, like sweat, like nightmares, mm-hmm. right? Like sweating and like tossing and turning. And... <laughs> oh, Beeble, take me, Beeble! <laughs> you hear. And then I wake up like. <laughs> <laughs> And whilst this is happening, uh, Gerald, what is Gerald doing to uh, emotionally as this uh, has unfolded? Um, well, before uh, Gerald took a long rest, he was blasting out Eldritch Blasts left, right and centre to create fountains of paper clips. <laughs> um, not attacking anyone, just because now he knows he can do it. So he was doing that a lot. And then um, Xander kind of just put his hand on his shoulder and was like, c- c- come on now, Gerald. Chill out. Let's let's go to sleep. Um, so Gerald, you know, he's like, okay, fine, got, went to sleep. But all of his dreams are just of him <laughs> creating paper clips out of his hands. <laughs> we, see, uh, we see a shot of a specially designed gym made by Polly, uh, which targets are appearing in the shape of death and you're blasting one of them and then another one appears and you blast another and it shatters to pieces like small holograms that are dotted around the room um, and then you nice. wake up and benefit from the long rest uh, and what is Binky doing the night before? Uh, Binky is she's just kind of laying trying to remember everything that's happened because so much has happened and she's, she's starting to realise that her memory is really patchy and while we may return to some things that have happened in the past, Binky will not remember a lot of things. And it's it's just, 
she's been she's been she's been going through a lot of things and she's just trying really really hard to hold it together so that she can can keep going forward with this mission and 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 win and stop Interitus. The camera pans to a moment of quiet contemplation as Binky uh, reflects on the events of the past few weeks. Uh, You also benefit from a long rest. And having come to, uh, you gather in the central chamber. There is a a thick presence, uh, a thick absence of a presence in the room when you realize that Ion is not not there and won't, won't ever be. Um, oh God, I forgot Ion died. <laughs> said Binky. <laughs> um, oh, that's rough. You have to go through that all again. <laughs> that is rough. Wow. Uh, you gather around the table with the holographic sand that is able to resh- reshift itself and help you plan. Um, now, your assault on the crucible, uh, is there anything particular you would like to try and accomplish before you head there? I want to get in touch with Thrun. Okay. Get in touch I want with to Thrun. get in touch with Thrun. <laughs> yeah, my, my general goal is to just try and get as many people or bodies as possible to join us. We need an army. That's, that, so I'll back whatever plans are going on about that. And that's that's Xander's uh, main priority, I think. I think Gerald is, is like absolutely 100% convinced that he can take out the entire thing by himself now that he can eldritch blast paper clips Uh oh <laughs> so but i mean he's not gonna stop the you know getting an army he's just low-key in the background he's like don't worry don't don't worry you know when uh when thor's like uh, bring me thanos <laughs> <laughs> i actually do yeah. yeah now that i've watched them <laughs> <laughs> i understand that reference yeah <laughs> i get it <clears throat> Uh, lovely. In which case, is there any gods, persons, dragons in particular that you are looking to recruit to your cause? Thrun is one. Polly. Mm-hmm. But we need to keep Polly safe, but also we need to see if we need anything made by her so that we can use it in the battle. Mm-hmm. Yes, she would be useful. Um, any of the uh, remaining um, idlers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they they're a powerful army. I don't think we managed to really we didn't make, make a lot of friends. friends. <laughs> You're very <laughs> in and out. We could get Smokey the dragon. I mean the the trash lion. Oh yeah. What about what what actually happened to the person that was not Santa Claus? <clears throat> Just went about his business. I think uh. he was loyal to Gleemor. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Well, I think that, um, yeah, that non-Santa Claus character may not be able to help us. And we didn't really make any other friends. So we're pretty much just going with whoever's left in the Idlers Club and us. But don't worry. (laughs) Seriously. Don't worry. I've, I've got this. So when you when you spoke to Polly after the death of Ion, <clears throat> she did assure you that the idlers would be backing you. Uh, so even though you've not managed to make many friends specifically in there, the people you have met, like Gryla Gryla, 
and um, Topek, the god of awkward pauses, <clears throat> will be right behind oh, yeah. you. <laughs> Can't wait for that guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a powerful force. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so I mean, we've got a certain level of an army. Yeah. Not that we need them. They're the army that we want, not that we need right now. Yeah, because realistically, uh, let's call a spade a spade. Like, I could go in there right now and this could be done in about okay, five minutes. Okay, but we will, we will do it together, though. No, no, I, look, I'm, I'll do it with everyone else. I'm just saying that, like, I just don't want anyone to panic because I've, I'm here. Thanks, Gerald. Well, thank you, Gerald. Yeah. Um, is there... Well, I was going to ask for an item or something. What was I going to ask for? Uh, so if we've rounded some people up, unless we can think of any more people, but I'm scratching my head as to who... Uh, well, Thrun, the Idlers Club. I don't think we have many more friends. Do you friends. think we could... Do you think maybe we could... <laughs> Go release the documents to, as in do some kind of public announcement where we read the documents and ev all of the gods hear it and we do like a rally call. And any of the any of the gods that believe us and want to support us can come and help us. I do like that, although I do like that, although I, I do think that. Um... I worry about them shutting us down if we did it in public. I would. I wouldn't. Do you think maybe worry. Polly could make a, some kind of transmission that would that would show on the? I, I don't know. Everywhere. I like that. Yeah, like big screens, like Times Square. Uh, I like that idea. Do we think Polly could make some kind of transmission? <laughs> Polly. <laughs> hey, Polly. <laughs> Polly looks up. Polly appears out of a box of scrap and goes, "Ah, it's sorry, sorry. What, what are you talking about? What's, what's up? Can you beam us a message from us across the Godverse? Interdimensional messaging Ooh, is something I can do. Yeah. I'm sure there are screens we can tap into. Uh, there's, there's a number of things we tap into. We need a conductor of some sort. Um, something. With a great deal of electrical I've energy. got a baton. <laughs> I could guide us. I beg, your, I beg your pardon? I could, with a wish and a wash, and a one, two, three, four. <clears throat> and? I'm your man. Oh, I see. I saw oh, very good. <laughs> that's that's lovely. Um, does it have uh, an electrical charge within it? Or? Does it have an electrical charge within I'm it? I'm confused. You said you had a baton. <laughs> I pick up my sword and I make it because uh, it's got electricity in it. Oh, crackles. Yes, of course. Yes. Oh, I I made that. <laughs> I I don't know what's happening here I right now. Entirely. I'm sorry. I, my, my head's very much on the scrap box. <clears throat> um. Yes. Well, I'm I'm afraid uh, this would this would damage the sword significantly. Uh... Yeah. <clears throat> Do paper clips conduct electricity? <laughs> Everyone in the room is thinking it. It's what I was thinking. Let's put let's put our heads together. It's not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if we could somehow find a, a charge powerful enough to, to keep them 
uh, keep them keep them going. And yes, they would they would do as a conductor, I suppose. Perhaps in conjunction with the sword, they would work. <gasps> Santa. Gerald. Let's do this. Back where we started. Gerald frantically makes like a really, really gorgeous, ornate um, love heart made of paper clips. And Xander plunges his sword deep into it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Gerald, could you go ahead and make an uh, arcana check? <clears throat> oh, oh dear! Didn't expect a, a dice but roll. D and D. You will get you will get advantage because Polly is advising and and helping, and is very good at this. That's good. Okay. Okay, that's eleven. Okay, eleven. <laughs> um, and okay, so within eleven, with Polly's help, you manage to make a kind of uh, a sort of prismatic looking engine with multiple pistons on different sides and she, she probably adds some mirrors in behind it to make it look <laughs> look more scientific uh and <laughs> uh there is a big uh kind of hole through the middle a, a, a cylindrical hole that runs all the way through the middle of this uh this engine uh made of paperclip chains that run from and kind of suspend it in midair uh xander as you thrust the sword within this uh, engine, uh, lightning begins to crackle around the edges of your sword and suddenly shoots up the paperclip strings and hits the ceiling, crackles through the building, and you feel you all feel a vibration of energy around you um, as the conductor begins to pulse. Paul, he goes, oh, uh, okay, uh, it's working. Uh, give me that. I probably should have hooked this up first and starts frantically running around the room and, and plugging, uh, plugging screens in. With an 11, uh, I, I say you're probably going to be able to reach either the Bureau offices <clears throat> or you can reach uh, Heim. And you can get full coverage on either of those places, but not both. So if it was on uh, Heim, the type of people who would see I it would be the, the, the Heimians and the, uh, the God. And if you were to broadcast it to the Bureau, it would be... The, it would all be gods. <clears throat> I feel like our best bet is the bureau, no? Because that's got mostly it's got gods on it, as in more gods than there would be on Heim, which is what we want. Because if we can get everyone to the crucible, then they can help us. Not, I, that, I, not I, that we need the help. I think her. I think it's it's a difficult one because. If we go to Heim, then we'll get more people because we'll have Heimians and and the Heimians will be with us because they'll want to survive and the gods on Heim because they'll want Heim to survive. Whereas the Bureau, there'll be a significantly less amount of people because not all of them will believe us. And second of all, not all of them will want to go against the Bureau and the gods, but they will be stronger because they are all gods. <laughs> Hyrians would prove no match for the gods. They would be lambs to the slaughter. Santa, <laughs> you know of their spirit. Do not dismiss them because they are not gods. Well, you would think they could stand up to the to the 
to the radiance. <laughs> no, of course not. But oh, it's not nice to 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 kind of put people down. That's all I'm. I'm, sa- I, I'm saving no, their I'm, lives. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe maybe think about that. Is that your, is that yeah, your final decision? Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I will reroute the coordinates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to decide who's going to make the announcement. <laughs> I, I vote Gerald. I vote Xander. I vote Gerald. It's like you're outvoted. <laughs> But Xander, your your rich earth. Going live in three, two. I do a a mime one. Uh, The camera zooms in on Gerald. Ultra close. It kind of zooms too close and then backs up a bit. Uh, What address would you like to give to the bureau? Gods. People. Individuals, spirits. I address you today on the end of all days. <laughs> Sorry, there's some rustling in the, in the background. I address you here to call you that we may rise up. against those who seek to destroy us. Why, you say? I I think I can hear you say, why? Well, death, the god of death, has sought our very destruction through a god he maketh himself called Interitus brought to the world to to bring ruin and I say no I say not today and I hope that you will all say not today with me and God and and to that end I seek I seek your support as we march head width to the the crucible to lay waste to Interitus and take back what is rightfully ours. Did I say everything I needed to say? Turn the camera off. (laughs) (laughs) End of transmission. I'm sweating, I'm sweating. Terrible. That where did that come from? I um, I guess I'm just, I'm just amazing. I think that on this journey, you know, I started off thinking I was amazing, and then I um, well, there was a moment I put some trash on myself. I don't know if you remember. Um, I was kind of covered in trash for a bit. Sort of a low point. Through a bit of a mm-hmm. bit of a thing, but I've I think kind of what I've learned from everything is just that I I am amazing so there's nothing you could do about that and maybe you don't learn anything in life maybe you're always the same thing okay but you said you learnt that you were amazing yeah but I already knew that (laughs) so it's just circular you know didn't really learn anything (laughs) you stayed amazing sometimes you forget 
Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Binky gets it. None of you get me. Well, I'm worried about Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, you did such a good job. Thank you. Thank you. We can only hope that that has rallied gods to our cause. Yes. Seriously, though, I didn't plan anything. Did I say everything I needed to say? Yeah, you gave a time and a place. <laughs> I don't think I gave a time. That's okay. Just generally speaking, <laughs> they'll get it. <laughs> they'll, th- did, yeah. did, you, did you tell them that it was going to destroy everything? You did, didn't you? Yeah. I don't, In sort of like eloquent yeah, language, I you used I... words like, like Sunday. I, for- I forget. <laughs> <laughs> and head wit. Head wit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you like, I can do, uh, select choices around. Oh, that would be uh, that would leak, so helpful. Leak the documents. A leak. On Heim, but but it'll just they'll be without context. So um, your speech will be the primary mover in this. Uh, so because that speech was so good, I was going to make you do a persuasion check, but I'm actually just going to avoid that. <laughs> and say it's, it's working. Uh, but I will say, go ahead and make a persuasion check uh, in order to see what extras. Oh, that's fun. So this is this is purely extra. The, 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 uh, the message has gone out and been received. Uh, oh dear, <laughs> Gerald is not good at um... <laughs> charming. Okay. Ah, that's a four. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, bear that in mind. <laughs> But the message has absolutely gone out and been received. Uh, there's, there's, there's no way to measure the, the impact of it quite yet, but, uh, but it, it, is, it is out there. Uh, so the first message has been transmitted. Uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to do in your preparations towards time? Polly kind of uh, wanders back over to the scrap box and stuff. Like if you need me, I'll be in here and dives back into the scrap. <laughs> um... I'd like to do some research or just chatting to people or maybe just racking my own brain. I don't know if I, my, if Xander would already know this as to who we actually will be fighting because we know that death will be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. We know that, um, Gleemore will be a bad guy. Was there a third person on that council? So the other person on the council is Cynthia who you've managed to, rather skillfully avoid um but you have seen her effects before um she was responsible for the attack on heim uh on the idlers club location you remember some of the termites that appeared there Mm. uh, were were brought there by her and some of the plant monsters that were also there um you've seen them in visions and stuff but see yeah the third council member is is cynthia has got a broke um and do we assume that they have like a posse or like I guess those those termites are their pawns, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know from the documents that the termites are shards of enteritus, essentially whatever corrupting force has been created, mm. uh, they're they're using for their own ends. But it seems unstable. They don't seem directly in control of it. I was going to say, isn't it possible that we could be facing enteritus when we actually get there? So it's not just them. They they could have finished in Terraces. I don't know if we maybe yeah yeah yeah. So to recap from the documents, yeah, you you heard that the form of Terraces has been created in a kind of uh, preliminary way. Uh, the details was were scant on how that was done, 
but you know that some sort of form of this being is, is present but they are trying to soup it up and power it up and it takes time but it's happening <clears throat> yeah Gerald's pretty confident he could take inheritors <laughs> okay um so I guess uh, is there any kind of research we can do as to if we were to fight those guys as a team or one-on-one inheritors aside that could help us in those battles absolutely uh so there is an archive within the idlers club uh which which has a kind of great degree of intelligence on various things which you could probably insult consult there uh you could also you have fought two of those well you fought gleamore briefly um and have fought the pawns of cynthia so you could perhaps use some of that knowledge um Mm. death is perhaps a little more mysterious seeing as you haven't directly fought him before but um yeah you could you could uh certainly draw on some some of those sources if you wish so yeah xander's going to spend as much time reading as possible mm-hmm. and i think can we also have like cut scenes of us sat on boxes and chairs turned around the wrong way and we've got like the sand and we're you know coming up with strategies and stuff and the basic gist of um what we're all talking about well what i what i think xander was is going to try and say is something like um okay remember when we get there we, we are not there for hand-to-hand combat we are there to try and prevent interitus so while the others if they arrive will will start uh, some scale of brawl I think we need to try and stay out of it as much as possible and see what we can damage without a full-on confrontation. Okay, yeah. See if we can find uh, some kind of power source or magical artifact or uh, a portal or whatever it is, some source of power. Should we maybe get Polly to make us some sort of, like, magic grenades or something? Wow! I like your thinking. <laughs> Can we get Polly to make us some magic grenades? Polly springs out of the box and says, "Does someone say magic grenades?" She's <laughs> already got totally, like a massive collection. I can totally make you guys weapons. <laughs> That's like my thing. So if you need weapons, I can I can do it. It'll take some time, and I, I suppose with the, the the more time that we do spend making them, the the closer they get to souping up in territories. However, um, I'm more than willing to. I feel like that was. I feel like the dungeon master may have spoken through Polly for a brief (laughs) moment. I don't don't know if anyone else heard Miles there. (laughs) (laughs) You have a dungeon? No, 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 we don't. (laughs) Um, I mean, hell yeah, I'd get a um a weapon if you're handing them out, Polly. We need some kind of some kind of. In God killing thing. We need something that we can throw into Interitus and when it explodes, it does at least a little bit of damage that we can then finish. Uh, a God killing weapon. Okay, that might be slightly harder. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I have heard of uh, a, a particular weapon wielded by none other than Topiarius, the, the scythe of the gardener, which, um, which I imagine, if anything, would, would be able to kill a god other than these apples we've been finding I, I imagine it would be that 
Well, we have Great. discussed well, that we need to find Topiarius, but I don't think that's something that we can do within the allotted time frame before the world well, explodes. Sure, we'll just grab the scythe and we'll we'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the scythe? Well, it's said to be guarded by an ancient tree at the top of the celestial orchard. <gasps> Our friend! <gasps> it's, can we beam there? The method, uh, the, the the legend is that it is within the tree. Um, oh no! That tree's no. dying. We we met we met him and we were talking to him and he's really not very well. Could you make us something to make him feel better? I can certainly try. Yes. Would it um, be quick but... because we need to go? There. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try and whip something up. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make a. Uh, well, it's Polly doing it, actually, so Polly can make a check here. But is there anything you'd like to do to help her check as she tries to whip up a quick potion? It's going to be a pretty high DC because it's she doesn't really know anything about the sickness of the tree. I feel like not only with your history with the apple juice health potion, um, but also you know the tree best out of all of us. I think you can help, Binky. He just—he seems to be decaying as the tree itself is decaying i think it might be something to do with enterosis but i can't be sure he's not been being looked after and he's getting he's losing his memory as well if that helps Hmm. i think it does oh do i still have any of the healthy apples yes i believe so okay i don't believe you did take some of the some of the apples yeah So, so maybe I could give Polly one of those? Absolutely. And that's going to be enough to give it an advantage on the check. So um, uh, it's going to be a medicine check, I believe. Yeah. With advantage for Polly. Okay, so she rolled. That's Cox. Okay, it's the same. So 13. Polly has her own stats. 18 yeah. for Polly. Cool. Go, Polly. Uh, <clears throat> so she runs over to an alembic in the corner and begins uh, uh, kind of fizzing some, some greenish liquids and puts a little drop in a cup and then it turns orange and bursts with flame and then uh, after a little while sizzles down to a very uh, dark grey looking unappealing sludge and she pours it into a bottle and then hands it over to you Benki and says this will allay some of the effects of the pain I imagine and perhaps restore a little bit of memory but it, it won't it won't cure the tree outright, I imagine, but Thank you. It should delay the effects. I guess I guess we should go as soon as possible and get and get the, the weapon. Let's do it. Shroom, smash cut. Uh, <laughs> as you saw through the air through the uh, through the portal that was previously open towards this uh, towards this celestial orchard, uh, and the camera zooms up into the air zooms out from the world tree spins around it we see the entire cosmic entity in its grandeur uh and before we zoom back in towards the orchard zoom down to the floor quickly and you are stood in the celestial orchard uh the tree is about 60 yards ahead of you and you can see it and hear it slightly uh groaning under the weight of its own bark xander is um is like stealthy crouched is not looking at the tree but is looking at everywhere else binky is straight running to the tree we can't trust anyone anymore so it's like covering binky basically bow drawn 
Oh, be, be careful, because when we left last time, I laid out some paperclip traps in case anyone came to mess with the tree. You hear... Tick, 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 funk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Binky's like hopping and running and, and skipping and jumping over to this tree. And then like pours the elixir over him. I'm guessing that's what I'm supposed to do. Its eyes slowly open, and you see a little bit of colour return to the leaves on the on the edges of the leaves. What once were um, brown autumn autumnal leaves turn back to a little bit of a shade of green around the fringes, and the tree shakes slightly um, and opens its eyes and looks at you and goes, "Oh, that feels an awful lot better. <laughs> Thank you. Um, who are you?" Hi. You probably don't remember me, but. We, I, we met before and I was telling you about all the things that was happening and I think we found the reason why you're not feeling very well. Oh, I don't remember many godlings, I'm afraid, but you think you know what's happening to me? Do you have, do you have any memory of, of anything? I remember I'm here for a purpose. Which is more than most of us can know. So, apparently, you're 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 guarding a very a very sacred tool that hmm. be- that belonged to Topiarius. Do you do you know the name Topiarius? Topiarius, yes, yes, I remember that name. Charming fellow, big big green beard. <laughs> yes, and you're you're looking after something of his. Oh yes, now that you mention it, I think he approached me when I was merely a sapling. He he leant it against the side of my bark. Yes, I remember. Do you still have it with you? I, I imagine so. I imagine I have grown around it in order to protect it. That's, that's so wonderful, but... I, I don't know how to tell you this... But everything that we know and love is going to be destroyed because some some of the not very nice gods are creating something that will destroy the whole universe and bring about nothing but destruction. And we need that from you now so that we can stop that from happening. Hmm. I see. Well, I suppose you better have it then. I was certainly put here for a purpose, and if this is the way things must be, then I am content. Do what you must. How... How would we get it? I think you'd have to cut me down. Is there no way to... Is there no way to sort of chip it out of you? No. If there was, there would be a great deal of pain. Believe me, I I don't want to die. I don't wish to go. But if this is my purpose, then I am content. Will it be less painful if if we chop you down? 
I don't, I don't want you to go. All things must have an end, including me. I'm a very old tree. I've lived a very long time. Will it hurt to chop you down? Only a moment. Anyone got an axe? <laughs> I'm devastated. <laughs> I don't want the tree to go. The question is, Binky, we have blades, but would you or would you not like to be the one to do it? I don't think I can. I think I might have to look away. I'll pull out my, my rapier. I'm looking at Gerald. I'm looking back. Um, Gerald's got one singular tear that he's like desperately trying not to let fall like out of his eye. He's just like twitching and holding it in, but then he he does have one single tear fall down his cheek. And he, um, well, I don't really know if I have anything. I was going to help. I was going to do a heroic help, but... If we're doing heroic <laughs> things, I've got, got a heroic question to ask the DM. If I do stuff here, <laughs> do I get another long rest? <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get chance for another long rest before okay. an assault on the crucible, yeah. This is all taken so, time, yeah. Pull out the rapier. I don't know what Gerald's up to, but I'd like to um, put my hand on the tree. There's sort of like a face in the tree, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this, but um, I reach into my pocket and pull out uh, this sort of, you can see dust in my fingers. And I just gently place my dusty fingers on the bark of the tree and I cast sleep. You see the eyes of the tree um, begin to droop slightly and he says oh, I am terribly sorry my friend a passing tiredness has come over me I believe perhaps it is my time to fall and he falls asleep Xander's gonna take a swing. Okay. Go ahead and make a strength check. Oh, if you cannot do this, I'm just gonna be so sad. Just strength. Uh, Athletics. Sorry. 12. You take a solid swing at the tree, uh, and even though you're using a a weapon designed for, for... kind of jabbing and, and thrusting it feels like some other force is is aiding you in this um <clears throat> you feel the strike of destiny in your hand as the rapier uh, collides with the side of the tree um a great chunk of wood comes out of the side of it and drops down onto the ground and you can see a little bit of sap is, is dropping down onto the floor next to it and you hear a kind of rumble come from the tree as in its sleep kind of <clears throat> Then it shakes slightly and turns back to its form. And then Xander's just going to start hacking as hard as possible. Okay. 
go ahead and make one more check just to see how long this takes. It's a two. Okay. So Xander's not next... very strong. <clears throat> over the next... Wait, wait. Oh. Gerald um, taps him on the shoulder so he can see that Xander is getting tired and he picks up the sword and starts doing it as well. <clears throat> like, instead of Xander. Okay. Could you go ahead and make a another check then? An athletics check. The DC will be slightly higher because it's the same check again, but it will. Oh my gosh, no. Five. Okay, so it's it's going to happen, but it's going to take some time. And over the next two hours, you um, repeatedly hack at the side of this tree, taking out kind of pretty small chunks of it. Oh, I think um, after about 20 minutes, Binky will be like, have you not done this yet and probably like pull her rapier out and help as well okay in which case you can also make a check to see if you can um, a what check allay, an athletics check to see if you can allay some of the uh, but the trees are asleep <laughs> so that okay. is a 13 okay so once you join in binky you you, uh, you wander over and, and take the rapier for your shift and uh things seem to speed up a little bit with every strike you all hear and feel a groan coming from the tree as it's um, as it feels some sort of pain in its sleep, but it, oh, it it's allayed by the fact that it is in a in a deep slumber, and it seems the potion has really helped in order to uh, keep its keep itself uh, well. And as you get towards the end of this act, you take a final strike, Binky, and you all hear a and a cracking and then you hear an otherworldly uh, groan as the tree begins to tip to tip on its side um, the canopy heads towards you and the leaves splash down onto the ground and with a mighty thump the tree is felled as it falls within the center of the stump is revealed a very simple looking scythe a wooden pole uh, with a what looks like a, a fairly dull iron uh, blade on top of it that maybe curves about a foot to the right and it's just planted within the stem of this tree the, the, the stump of this tree I think we might have to carve it out. It's not so much jammed in as it oh, is okay. like resting in a in a holder inside the center oh, of the tree. Okay. So you could grab it. Cool. So who wants it? I mean I, I'm not I'm not a big weapon wielder. Well, I it's a bit difficult because none of us are. <laughs> You're much stronger than I am, Gerald. Stop it. I'll take it then. <laughs> I think it's only right that you wield it, Binky. Yes, I think I think so. Binky <laughs> uh, grabs it. As you grab the side. Wait, you... how big is it? Because Binky's only like four foot. It's it's uh it's not huge because it's okay. designed to be. Um, it's designed as a tool. It's not like a weapon. It's it's designed to you know cut crops and, and uh, 
trim hedges and trim uh, branches and stuff. So it's it's not it's not a giant scythe. Uh, and when you grab it, uh, it shrinks slightly to fit you. And as you do, you all hear a kind of sigh come from the tree, which initially sounds like a little bit like a breeze, uh, but you realize it's coming from the tree itself uh, as the leaves all turn to orange. Bingy puts her hand on the tree stump and just kind of takes a deep breath. Says, rest well, my friend. The camera slowly pans down into the ground, pans through the uh, through the branches of the world tree, uh, slowly and ponderously, and back towards the Idlers Club, where you're all now stationed. <clears throat> and there's a kind of matched shot as you see the scythe uh, in the same position, but you are now all stood back in the Idlers Club. Uh, I want to show it. I want to. I want to take it to Polly and be like, "Is this, is this what you were talking about? Is this, is this as powerful as you say it is?" And get her to like examine it. Polly presses a button on her, on her glasses and a little, a tiny little pair of glasses appears in front of it and then a second tiny pair of glasses appears in front of that uh, and carefully inspects the blade of the weapon and then uh, slowly hands it back over to you and goes, yep, that's the real thing. Be careful what you touch with that. What, can you, can you tell me what it does? Uh, well, you see, Topiarius was the great gardener. He was the... The progenitor of this tree, the the one who looked after it and, and cared for it, and this has the power to carve out sections of the world tree, if you so desired. And that means it could very easily take the life of a god. Permanently. Destroying their essence. Is there a way that I could disguise it? And to, and, and so no one knows what it is until I need to use it? I could I could I could probably give you some sort of um camouflage device yes but I, I there's no way to mask the power of this thing topiarius has imbued his very self into this weapon in the same way that he imbued his essence into all of us you know it's that's that's okay i just i just need to not have people see it and know that it is that powerful of a weapon and try and take it from me i i can i can disguise the way it looks okay but the power of this thing is beyond that of a god, so I won't be able to mask that. But I, I can disguise it from prying eyes. What does that do to it? Um, she's going to hand you a, a small round uh, kind of ring, mm-hmm. which slips over the end of the uh, the the scythe, and you press a button. You can press a button on it, and it will turn into just a just a pole, just a wooden quarter staff. Oh, sweet. Okay. So it basically just makes the blade invisible. And <clears throat> cool. Um, if I'm getting the sense that we are sort of uh, almost there in terms of our preparation, I think there's one moment where Xander is wandering the archives um, late at quote-unquote night. Um, I don't know if he's got like a little candle lit or some kind of cantrip to give him enough light to read by. And uh, he's sort of thumbing through the like letters to figure find something, and then um, he just has a little cheeky smile on his face, and he takes out one folder, takes out another folder, 
swaps them round and pushes them back in again. <laughs> and uh, and then he just starts crying. Oh. And uh, he sort of just collapses against the books and then on the floor. Um, you hear some footsteps from behind you? Uh, uh, he he immediately footsteps. brushes the tears away from his eyes, stands up. Uh, the light casts itself on Gryla Gryla, the god of alliteration, who turns to you and says, You're right, dear. Um, me, Gryla. I, I miss how it was. I miss the simplicity of being a god that has a domain and fulfilling that job. finding purpose in that. I feel now that the universe has shifted, we're all seeking a new purpose. I know Ion definitely had a purpose. He died for his purpose. But what of us? I'm, I'm the god of things that are in a slightly different place than you thought they were. That's my purpose, or at least I thought it was. But I can't find any sentence that describes our purpose now. I don't have a, a line I can put on a business card. Hmm. Yes, I don't blame you for feeling aimless in these times. I think it's become clear to all of us that our purposes are not quite as simple as we've perhaps thought. I myself have questioned whether... Well, whether these purposes were preordained or whether we have created them for ourselves. I, For the longest time, our domains were taught to us as something we had to guard and keep and protect, but... Even the little things of the world were important and important in the cosmic reckoning. But perhaps that's something we've created to comfort ourselves. You mean, um, that we don't have a, a specific purpose? That we aren't brought into existence for one job only? I can't say to sp I can't I can't speak as to what Topiaris intended, but I do wonder whether we were presumptuous in assuming that was the case. Perhaps the little things matter a lot more than we thought. Perhaps they do, Gryla. So we come back to the archive where um, Xander and Gryla are currently sat uh, talking uh, and meditating on their purpose in this, this world. Then um, the camera zooms back out. And we find ourselves back in the central hub of the Idlers Club. Are there any other preparations that you would like to undertake I'm just um, 
Gerald is just sharpening his paper clips and practicing as much as he can at the Eldritch Blast. And he is like, he is ready to go. Um, Xander's uh, dressing up like he would do for work. He's got his suit, his tie on. He's got a little tie clip to make sure it doesn't get, you know, all caught up while he's fighting. Um, and then he's got, uh, I don't know what kind of badge it would be, but like a sort of BOGJ badge uh, that he would like clip on to his pocket mm-hmm. uh, most days. And he's going to sort of uh, dust that off and with pride clip it back onto his pocket. Is there anything Binky's doing uh, in Binky preparation, personal is, preparation? Uh, cleaning out her flute, <laughs> refilling her bubble mix. Uh, she has bubble mix this entire time? <laughs> yeah, bubble mix? Do you put bubble mix How in the flute? I'm doing all the spells. <laughs> I don't know, magic? <laughs> no, it's bubble mix. Oh. It's magic bubble mix. It's busy. <laughs> oh, okay. Um and she is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring that she doesn't want to be holding the staff all the time because she's got to play the flute so she's trying to fashion a way of sticking it on something that's in her back you know like kind of Deadpool style mm-hmm. um, nice so just yeah just, just doing that just getting ready pulling her socks up t- tightening up her boots checking all the all the frills in her in the bottom of her skirt are like tidy the pleats are all in, in, in the right place. And with that, once you're all personally prepared, uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Or are you about to begin your assault on the crucible? We're going in. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. To Beeble. To Beeble. <laughs> Forgot me. God. <clears throat> and now the Beeble voice begins. <laughs> Wait, can we can we recap why why Beeble why we need Beeble? So Beeble is able to take people to the Crucible. Essentially, it's um. I thought Thrun was going to take us to the Crucible. No, I think Thrun would have been able to take just you guys, but Beeble is is acting as a kind of transport for anyone who's able I to come, see. so he can take more people. Okay, cool. Um, Beeble Beeble can take more people. <clears throat> He's a Beeble carrier. The Beeble <laughs> on Beeble. Gold Star. <laughs> um. As you, uh, with the camera, shoots up the world tree and rests back on the plateau where you, or the, the kind of plateaued branch where you originally met Beeble, uh, and you were all gathered there, and there's no one else around. Oh. There's a rumbling. And you hear. Have we declared the tree? And slowly you see the celestial whiskers appear above your eye line as this humongous cosmic rat uh, lumbers into view. Uh, as he does so, uh, you hear him say, Oh, people brings friends. And on its back, you see maybe about uh, 80 to 100 people. Uh, gods. Oh yeah. Who are? Uh, you recognise some of them. They're all in various different combinations of office uh, suits and bits of armour that they've managed to scavenge from places. 
uh you see the four gods from the bus stop who you uh <laughs> stole from <laughs> who are kind of uh they're, they're stood in the exact same order in a line looking like they're waiting for a bus still <laughs> um as the as the rat climbs up the tree uh you see polly um standing with a with a giant kind of mech suit around her um, oh yeah made of bits of metal and there's a few paper clips thrown in there and you can see <gasps> your old sword has been uh made into a kind of antenna on the back of it uh and it's just <laughs> walking around uh, you see Gryla Gryla there holding a lantern and a book. Uh, you see uh, at the head of the rat, standing next to Polly, you see Raxor, the god of war. Uh, the kind of slightly scrawny... Uh, oh, uh, nice. Uh, man with, with little glasses perched on the end of his nose and a very neat cardigan and a little name tag that says, um, Hi, my name is <laughs> Raxor, god of war. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and the sword that you saw on the back of his office wall, um, you can see, has been shrunk down and seems to be just clipped into his pocket protector on the side of his cardigan. Um, and he's just stood there looking uh, a little uh, a, a little bemused by the whole thing. Um, and as this rat approaches, you see gods of all different uh, domains, uh, as well as Ludos, you see, the um, oh. god of games with a twinkle in their eye. Uh, at the back and Raxor sees you all and goes uh, hello um, we got your message and I, I think there's a fair few of us who aren't happy about the way that things have been going around here and this was the final straw the final straw and so whatever you need we shall be here to help I, I feel like Raxor's going to do something dope you yeah. know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna like switch. Yeah. Gerald <clears throat> holds up a paper clip high in the air and says To war and and slowly, slowly and carefully gets on people's back. As you shout rest. to war, a, a, a shout goes up from all the other gods on the back and they all go to war and this uh, whole army of gods is is uh, ripples the sound of it ripples through the cosmos um Beeble begins walking very slowly up the tree <laughs> and you all stand in <laughs> silence keep it going <laughs> to war yeah, yeah. Beeble can only oh. go so quickly <laughs> I don't like Beeble uh, <laughs> as you slowly begin to make your way to war up the tree uh the camera zooms out so that we see the entirety of the world tree the entire cosmic entity uh still the rat this kind of see-through blue rat with an army of gods on its back is visible as it snakes its way up the tree and a time lapse occurs as it quickens its pace and the, some of the leaves drop from the tree and a, a planet here and a planet there fall out of their uh, their usual orbit and some of the branches grow outwards and grow back into the tree and you can see things begin to fracture slightly as you make your way up towards the crucible the camera follows up with you um as you approach uh you see cresting over the horizon what looks like a incomprehensibly large rib cage uh, within which a black obsidian stone castle square and squat and ugly uh sits 
and the stone feels so dark that it, uh, ref- it kind of absorbs any light around it and when torches go near it they, they flicker out um, from, coming from the front entrance of this building is a long walkway made out of an old and ancient dragon rib that um, Beeble stops next to and uh, says here we are final destination he's far too happy about this thank you Beeble your service will be remembered (laughs) you could always fight with us Beeble Beeble does not fight Beeble is older than that oh I, I, I don't know you look pretty young Bibble Look was here you. before the gods. He will be here after them. Do you know? Do you know where Topiarius is gone? <laughs> gardener, gardener, city gardener. <laughs> he was closer <laughs> than you think. Are you Topiarius? And you see him slowly begin to fade. <laughs> I guess that's hope, not. Because he's gone. And he's gone. Okay. So we can see this black castle. I'm assuming that 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 it. uh, Sorry, that that is the crucible. Yeah. Or what we think is the crucible. Reports you've heard. The 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 crucible sits within the center of the uh, ancient dragon rib cage atop the tree. Okay. Um. Can I turn to the God of War? Was it Raxmore? Raxmore, yes. Um, how can I be of service? Um, you are the, the God of War, yes? Yes, that is correct. <clears throat> and you know every tactic, every war that has ever been raged um, on, on any planet, correct? Uh, correct, yes. So you could make up the best war plan possible for us to win this. Well, you see, war is really about logistics, uh, statistics and, and numbers and, and supply. It's not always about charging in and, uh, and uh, you know, fighting hand-to-hand. Um, but in this instance, <clears throat> I do feel maybe that is what is required. <laughs> Perhaps a little bit of upfrontedness. <clears throat> do you if... think you could organise this ragtag of gods in this war i think i can do my best yes <laughs> um it's been a while since i've forayed into battle myself but i will give it a go <laughs> um, but it seems awfully quiet around here <laughs> do you know exactly what we're going to be fighting i mean i, I guess the answer is is no <laughs> <laughs> well that puts us at a considerable disadvantage Wait, are we at the crucible? It's in the distance. Okay. Like you can see it, like uh, maybe a couple of hundred feet away, um, over the other side of this rib cage that you've stopped next to. Uh, this rib. I think that the best way for us to do this, and and you can you can say I'm wrong, but I think that you should lead the army in, and I think that the three of us and Gerald looks at. Binky and Xander need to find a secret way in. Yes, um, we could use our forces of distraction in order to give you some cover. We can absolutely try that. 
Okay. It's, it's a good plan. Um, I can, I can. If we attack from multiple fronts down here, there's a good chance we can take them by surprise. Perhaps. Do you, do you have a secret entrance in? Do you know a way? I'm the, I'm the ideas man. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any means of making holes now that Ion is dead? Um, nothing springs to mind. It's, it was a magic that very much Ion was an expert in that hasn't really been, been passed on. I mean, um, I was kind of picturing that if they went in like guns are blazing kind of thing and that would cause enough distraction for us to sneak around. I don't know if there is like another entrance. Is Thrun here? I was about to say, could we maybe get Thrun to drop us off? To Could we maybe get Thrun to take us to the back side and we walk in that way as our army is walking in from the front side? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, yeah. Thrun is there, by the way. I should have clarified. Thrun is, uh, you hear, you hear the, the swoop of wing beats and uh, the familiar voice of, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thrun. Thrun. Sorry I'm late. I missed, did I miss the rat guy? You no, did. Uh, you did, but Thrun, we have it, a, I love that guy. We have a special mission for you, Thrun. Oh, yeah? What's and your a, submission? And after this, it's going to be nothing but uh, tennis. Are you, are you shitting me nothing but tennis? <laughs> uh, literally nothing else. Nothing but tennis. I will be your ball boy. <laughs> well, that's an offer I cannot turn down. What do you need me to do, friend? Can you carry me and my two friends here around to the derriere of the castle? Derriere? I do not speak French. <laughs> Why is French existing as well? The back, the back. reverse, yeah, the rear. I see what you mean. Yeah, I can get you around there. The flank. But we need to not be seen. <laughs> you need to not be seen. Okay, well I can fly pretty high. You got if you've got a distraction from this guy over here, that can probably give you a hand. But uh it's gonna be risky. Binky, you have a feather fall, right? I sure do. Can we parachute in? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I wanna parachute in. Room <laughs> could take us up real high and then we could get in undetected. Wait, B Binky, you would have to catch yes, us. Yes, absolutely. I can, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what a way to go out what of the campaign. The well, like... Why did you say well? What were you unsure about? You've done it before, exactly. you can do it again. We'll be fine. I know that. <laughs> do you know that? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got this. I believe in me. <laughs> Gerald gets onto Thrones back. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready. Oh, boy. I also get onto Thrun's back. Um, as you do, you uh, notice from the castle that has remained oddly still. Um, Thrun begins to lift slightly into the air, and as you get a better view of it, you see that the stillness uh, there is a there is a slight vibration to the edge of these walls, um, like a kind of restlessness, and. As you get a little bit of elevation from Thrun, you see that this restlessness is coming from hundreds of thousands of world tree termites that are just perched on the end, edge of the wall. And this restlessness is coming from the occasional vibration and flutter of a wing beat here. But you know when you see a bug 
kind of uh, shift slightly or turn its head or like crackle its feelers. Hundreds of thousands of these movements are happening at once, and there there isn't you can barely see any of the wall because of all these world tree termites that have encased it. That's disgusting. Oh, no, 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 no. I actually <laughs> think Gerald wants to go home. That's no, Gerald. Too far. We're here. There is no home. There will be no home. Oh, okay, fine. Get real with me. Jeez. Um, as you lift into the air, Raxor down below, you hear him addressing the troops, and you hear him say, "Now, everybody, you're going to follow my lead." And we're going to give him a bloody good seeing to. Yes? Okay. <laughs> yeah! What's yeah. that? I can't hear you. <laughs> we're going yeah. to give him a what? What are we going to give him? That's right, a bloody, a bloody good seeing to. Follow my lead. And he slowly turns <laughs> around and pulls the sword from his pocket protector. And as he does so, it uh, grows into an eight foot long. Uh, double-handed sword that looks like it's been made of uh, molten magma. Uh, he puts his other... He holds it in one hand and drags it behind him, puts another hand on the side of his cardigan and just rips it off. And you see underneath, he is just the scrawniest guy you've ever seen. Uh, he's been sat behind a desk for years. Uh, millennia. <laughs> but he wields this sword with a power that is clearly supernatural. And as he raises it with one hand easily into the air, this sword that is twice the length of any god that st stands here, you just hear him say, really quietly, to war. And it bursts into flame. <laughs> so and he spins cool. around and charges at a supernatural speed towards the, uh, towards the castle. And from behind oh you God, hear the roar it. of the army as they all charge. Uh, from the castle, you hear... The flutter of thousands of small wings and crashing pincers as they flutter into the air and you see them uh, detaching from the castle one by one like a small fleet of weird little buggy starships that uh, charge at Raxor from the opposite direction. You oh, sit upon Thrun above this, your wing beats uh, casting you higher and higher into the sky. Uh, as these dots below you grow smaller and smaller, but the last thing you see as you disappear up into some uh, cloud cover is uh, Raxor colliding with a termite and cleaving it in half with his giant sword in one swing. Uh, you see the two armies clash together, and then pff, you are taken by the grey of the cloud. Uh, you feel cold. Uh, Thrun begins to shiver. And he goes, oh, it's getting awful chilly up here, guys. Uh, I, I, I can get you a little bit further, but it's it's hurting me. <laughs> as far as you can get us safely uh, through. And then we'll he double just speeds jump off. his way uh, further ahead. And a length of time goes by that you feel is, is roughly how long it would take to get to the other side of the, the crucible. Uh, but the further he goes, the more icicles Binky. form on his body, oh. and the more he struggles with each wing beat. Binky, Gerald, I never foresaw this in our futures, and yet here we are. 
if this is the last time we can trade words as friends, it has been a pleasure bodging with you. It's been a pleasure, Xander. Binky. It's, it's been such an experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Xander will just loosen his grip on Thrun and just gently slide off and no uh, warning. spread eagle like start. <laughs> <laughs> well, you aren't getting feather <laughs> Gerald is just straight up, just jumping well, right Well, I guess Thrun's I have back. to catch them then. <laughs> and then Binky, like, skydives <laughs> off so she's facing down and can see them. Um, and, and then casts Featherfall, like a, a big bubble that encapsulates us all. As you come to, uh, as you leap off of Thrun's back and are encased in this uh, magical bubble. Uh, you hear Thrun saying, "Oh, it's so cold," and you see. Wait, his can eyes I encapsulate close. him in it as well? Uh, yes, you can try. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it says I can do up to five fallen creatures. Absolutely, you can. You can. Yeah, so it would affect all of you. You can yeah. have him in a separate bubble if you like. Well, I guess yeah. if he's frozen and is like. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, in, which is very well preempted because you see his eyes begin to close and his wings kind of curl inwards and he begins to plummet um, unconscious towards the ground. Uh, you all break the cloud cover at the same time, but then another bubble pops up around Thrun and you see him uh, slowly come to rest over in uh, a, 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 another part of the, the crucible. But as you descend, uh, the sight that greets you is one of carnage it's been a, a few moments but you can see some gods have been ripped apart and and thrown on uh you see th- you see them thrown off the edge of the crucible and thrown into the cosmos of space um but you also see raxor at the helm cleaving through termites you see polly uh grab a termite's head in the claws of one of the mech suits and chuck it up in the air and raxor comes in and swings it like a baseball bat <laughs> and smacks it into another one uh, yeah. you see Ludos kind of dancing between them and occasionally tripping them up and then throwing dice in their eyes uh, <laughs> as you slowly descend <laughs> on the other side of the crucible um, <clears throat> as you begin descending you see at the roof at the back there is a kind of gap in the termites where you can see uh, three figures stood next to each other around a very large chair and on this chair there is some sort of uh, amorphous form with a cloth over it oh on the roof of the crucible what's this the game plan falling. here it, it's gone <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's going to be our job to get Binky as close to that thing as possible Okay, Xander! <laughs> I don't know why the wind's bothering you. We're encased inside a bubble. <laughs> Z- Xander's, Xander's like, like going like crazy and everyone else is still. <laughs> oh, he, he starts to throw up and he's like... Not again, oh, Xander, not again! No, no. And he just controls his breathing. So, I 
I in this very very quick falling period I just want to clarify with the gang um are we going to try uh, Xander are me and you going to try and get the three of them away from Enteritus for uh Binky to kill Enteritus or are we all going in I actually like opening A a little bit so we try and lure them away yeah um um let's do this while we're in 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 the bubble and we're just floating down is there is there enough time to do stuff like do i have enough time to give them both a bardic inspiration oh yeah so there's not enough time to do much else but yeah you can easily give them both a bardic because that only takes a couple seconds so yeah it's bonus action you could you could easily do that nice and that'll last 10 minutes right yeah so yeah that's absolutely why thank you okay um in that case as soon as we drop to the floor i i want to throw a bunch of paper clips at the three that are stood there not not intending to hurt them like i'm not attacked like you know it's fine if they don't hit but like as in i just want to throw it as like a distraction grab their attention and be like you you all you're all uh, you, you all suck <laughs> anyway maybe, maybe give binky like a few seconds to run and hide somewhere before you do that <laughs> yeah at the same time xander's gonna touch down and is gonna go well 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 it's the oh you look what the cat dragged in <laughs> okay so We're a few so things cool. happen <laughs> xander and gerald just uh high five as you yeah, land into the mist. and the bubble pops <laughs> binky can you you're hiding right i'm sprinting to fight to to so i'm guessing as we were floating down i was looking yeah there's a few kind of craggy bits of rock and bits of outcropping here that you could you could hide behind so mm-hmm. go ahead and make a stealth check as you sprint over there uh meanwhile and i believe I could cast as a cantrip prestidigitation and just create a few like sparks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. So, could you guys collectively make a um, performance check in order to distract them? Performance. Okay. Natural mm. <laughs> twenty. Need <laughs> <laughs> I roll? As you pop the bubble and land, uh, Binky. What was your stealth check? It was a twenty-one. Oh, well, you disappear into a corner, just slip away. The two of you land, uh, say your piece, and then when you high-five, sparks come out of your hand, (laughs) and all three of them turn towards you uh, with the speed of a bullet. Um, You see in the middle, standing taller than the other two... I'm sorry, is is this the return of Tall and Round? (laughs) (laughs) Precisely. We've we've always been kind of etching towards our <laughs> double act career, so this is kind of like our finale. We're kind of, we're trying to get a few gigs, you know. Times are hard gigs. for performers. <laughs> um. Tall and round. Uh, but yes, the three <laughs> figures turn towards you. Uh, in the center stands Death. Uh, to his left stands Gleemore, again hooded, and to his right stands Cynthia, uh, who I think this is one of the first times you've seen him in person is a kind of humanoid form but covered in vines and leaves and looks like a um a kind of dryad uh is completely encased in vines and bark 
uh, and with two burning orange eyes where the eye sockets are. And they turn to you, and Death says, Oh, I see you found your way here, then. You've done an awfully good job. You've been an awfully annoying pain in my side. But I'm afraid your, your being here makes no difference. Your being here makes no difference at all. We have made Interitus. All that's left to do is give it the power that it needs. And you can see there's a slightly crazy glint in his eye um, as he says this. And the form behind him in the chair, now that you're down, you see the chair is maybe uh, 14, 15 feet tall, and the figure in it is taller. It's it's a humanoid figure that sits maybe about 20 feet tall, uh, covered in this giant cloth, stained with bits of kind of um, black liquid at various points. Um, so when when Death said we just need to give him the power or it the power, um, do we see what is giving Interior just the power, or is it just them? You don't like, see anything an immediately obvious that suggests they are souping it up. Hmm. Okay. Just trying to think how to get them away from Interitus. How, like, how would we be able to actually lure them Stop away? Just annoy them. You hear from the from the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. They were they were speaking. Yeah. They were speaking to us, right? As they say that. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. As you say we're that, uh, death is going to splay his hands on either side, uh, and you see Gleamor and Cynthia both kind of share a, a look of apprehension and then take his hands. Uh, as he does, uh, you feel a wind around you, a breeze. Uh, and out of Cynthia's hand sprouts a red pulsing apple that looks... This is probably one of the sickest apples you've seen. You can see the veins inside of it full of blue poison, green vile, bile. Uh, you then see the vines enclose Death's hand from that side. You see on Glimor's side uh, a, a strong beam of light begins to fuse their hands together. And you see the three of them begin to fuse together into a uh, horrifying, amorphous shape of a thing with their three heads sticking out at different angles, a giant vine tail that sticks out from the center of them, uh, a godly chimera as they merge together. And they look at you and speak with one voice. And they say, um, You are too late. Interitus will rise. And they just turn away from you and begin to walk towards the figure in the chair. They're a little far away. There's maybe 30 feet between them and the, the figure. Theoretically, what would happen if... Gerald and Xander held hands. You know, is this just a spontaneous thing you that can... anyone can do? Can just they not... gently touch. It's morphin time. <laughs> Sweaty fingertips. Feel the cold sweat of another. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so sorry about that. Yeah, can we, can we start doing stuff? They're slowly taking steps towards the creature. Light them up. 
So Xander's uh, gonna uh, take a step forward, put his uh, wrists together, fan his hands out, and uh, he's gonna say, "Write it in my one to one," and then uh, <laughs> just let fall. Do you have that prepared? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, let forth just this. Um, uh, this these leaping flames from from his hands, uh, which are gonna shoot forth. Um, okay, he's gonna get fifteen feet <laughs> closer to, over. to them. Uh, go ahead and roll down. Then he's going to do They're that. Not gonna roll yep. a saving throw. No. They're not gonna roll a saving throw. Okay, so I believe it is three d six. Um, but it so uh. Yes, sorry, 3d6. That's 10. 11. Uh, the full damage goes through, damage. and the fire encases them, and you see uh, the, the skin on their backs begin to bubble and, and twist, uh, and they grunt in pain, but they carry on walking towards um, Enteritus. Um, okay... I think um, Gerald is gonna go for a, a trusty little eldritch blast of nice. paperclips. Excellent. Yeah. Rolls a hit. Oh, you are absolutely kidding me. Nine. Uh, the eldritch blast does actually glance off of the side of one of their shoulders, but it seems to not have much of an impact. Uh, it seems to glance offwards and. Um, they continue to try and uh, trudge towards this this figure in the chair, um, Binky. Um, they do they count as one person or three? They count as one person. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Binky from the shadows, although this may break cover, but regardless, Binky wants to cast hold person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Uh, in which case, they are going to make a saving throw on this one. So, what's the DC? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's a wisdom save, right? Yeah. Okay. That is a thirteen. Oh. Binky, as you reach your hand out, and uh, what does the spell look like as you? Well, so it's 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 coming out of the flute, but it's it's a, it's a silent bubble that, that comes out and just kind of encapsulates them as this bubble heads towards them their, their form freezes and they uh, they are stuck in place it like pops around them and then they yeah are un unable to move nice um, and that lasts a minute it lasts a minute yes okay in which case as you concentrate on this spell it's taking a lot of energy to do but you are able to maintain it um, at the end of each of its turns, it makes another wisdom save, I think, right? At the end of each of its turns, a target can make another wisdom saving throw, yes. Okay. Uh, so it's going to skip its turn for now, and then uh, you have an another full round before it makes another check. So what would you guys like to do? Does does uh, hurting it break the spell? Um, It doesn't look like it. As long as you don't hurt me. Okay. Um... Uh, can I check? Is my sword currently part of Polly's mech suit? Uh, 
<laughs> I've got other weapons. I've got other weapons. No, it's you've, fine. You've got the sword. You've got the sword. I don't mind that being cannon that you that you uh, uh, used. Um. Okay. Having said that, I probably still want to keep some distance. So I think. No, you know what the the this weird creature thing is is important. So I'm going to. I'm assuming I can get by it without it taking an attack of opportunity if it's held um, if yes, I want to yeah, run it around it's it paralyzed so it can't do anything because I'm what the way I'm picturing is that it is basically literally standing between me and the um interitus blob yeah yeah while I'm holding it I while I'm holding them I think we should I think we should try and kill them because I think they're all that's holding us they're all that's stopping us from getting to interitus so I do think with the paralyzed condition I think uh, is they get to make a check if they're damaged, so okay. they they can break out of it. It's fine. We can damaged. still attack, though, right? You can still attack, but if you hit them, it, I think it will break them out of the, okay. the spell. So I think Zand free round of attacks. Yeah. Xander's going to run around. I mean, I'm guessing like this, their knee because they're. I'm imagining them as bigger now that they've blobbed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is going to approach this uh, interitus thing and try and get a l proper look at it and like yeah are you pulling the cloth off uh, yeah Ooh, that was a menacing little smile okay you reach out your hand and pull on this cloth and it comes away lighter than you expect um and as it slowly falls from the top of this figure you see a humanoid giant looking humanoid with a um bushy head of hair and a gray green beard it was that has been you see his face is narrow and drawn you see old smile wrinkles around the eye sockets that are now hollow and empty and you see a a plaid shirt a kind of lumberjack shirt that has faded with age and has gone to gray and you see some workman's trousers and some boots and this figure is very raggedly and lightly breathing it looks like all the color has drained from it what? um how much big what's the size comparison between us and it what? it's about 20 feet tall okay I, i'll let other people do do stuff that's nuts okay i am gonna um is everyone okay with me attacking the morpheus blob okay mm -hmm. Um, oh, what do I want? Do I want to Eldritch Blast it again? Oh, just, I'm so scared it's not going to work and then I'm going to be sad. Um, actually, can I use, can I use Poison Spray? Or is that going to affect anyone else? Um, you could, you could position yourself so that it wouldn't, I think, in this instance. Um, okay, cool. And it um, automatically failed the, the check. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Gerald picks up a clump of paper clips and blows the paper clips, and they go towards the Morpheus blob and like fade into a gas that engulfs them. Um, mm. Okay, so that is. Um, Uh, that is 16 damage. 
16. Okay. And That's a, a hefty hit as it you yeah. see the poison invests the veins of, of this creature. And um, as a uh, bonus action, can I do that? Can I do uh, a bonus yeah. action? Yeah, you can have a bonus it can't action. be a spell, yeah. right? Could uh, be cantrip. Another spell. Well, it could be cantrip. Yeah, it can be cantrip. Because you cast a cantrip uh, with your main spell. I don't know what spell, this so is, actually. Another. It's not, it's like a blood curse. Like, as a as a yeah, blood think, hunter. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, not it's yeah. not in my spell mm-hmm. spell bit. Um so there's no there's no hit slash DC, I think it's an automatic thing. Mm-hmm. Um so it basically just means that I can curse them and they'll their body will start to swell <laughs> until the next turn. They have disadvantage on strength checks and dexterity checks and takes one D eight of necrotic damage. Uh oh sorry, if it makes more than one attack during its turn. So Nice. Next turn, if yeah. it makes more than one attack, it gets that necrotic damage. Um, in which case, that just happens, right? Excellent. So you 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 curse this this creature, yes. and you can see your blood curse take its effects from the poison. Uh, because it took damage, it is going to make another wisdom save on the spell um, because of the paralysis condition. Um, that's a fail. Yes. It remains paralyzed. Yes. Uh, after you hit it, um, Binky, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, how much concentration is this taking? Do you think I can maybe sneak around and get towards, get closer towards yeah. the You can guy? still move. Yeah. yeah. Um, but can I do it in a sneaky way? It's pretty on view because it's staring straight. The, the, the Chimera is staring straight at Interitus. It doesn't actually seem to be wavering when you hit it either. It seems to be focused entirely on this creature in front of it. Interesting. Oh wait, I could straight up just like stab them with the with the thingy. <laughs> Go for it. With the with the weapon. Um I don't know if I should though, because the other thing might wake up and see the, it. the chimera or or the to- topiari. I could stab the chimera. I don't know if I can if I can hold the chimera and and stab the topiaris together. You could do that. Concentration just requires your kind of um, magical focus. You can still make attacks. Okay, in that case, I want to sprint up to the to the to oh the boy. to the, the bad guy. Oh okay. boy! Um, is it you're sprinting up to topiaris? Yeah, yeah. I kind of I'm a bit wary of it now that I know that it's topiaris. Are you taking I'm, a swing I'm at a bit, it? Uh, skeptical, but I think, yeah, yeah. I think I just want to like straight up impale through the through the the, the chest. Oh, actually, no, I should chop the head off. If if Thor has taught me anything, <laughs> then I should go for the head. <laughs> go for the head. Uh, DM, th- this is absolutely not how the rules work. Um, <laughs> then no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I'm kidding. So I, Xander, did not see this coming that it would be Topiarius. Xander has believed that Topiarius was, in some ways, a solution to this whole thing. Right? If we could just get in touch with Topiarius. So in Xander's mind, it's like, oh, we found Topiarius. He's ill, but we just have to fix that bit. Right? Oh, we just boy. have to get Topiarius back. Kind of thinking the same thing. So he is going to stand between Binky and Topiarius and if need be Xander is more than happy to fire off a shield to try and 
block oh Binky's attack. Oh my god. Now, Guys, we've got to stick together. The reason it, I'm saying it's technically because shield applies to me, it increases my AC. So I don't want to assume yeah. that it's a spell that allows me to increase someone else's AC. So that's why it's up. Uh, I'm giving that's it to you. Fair. It's cool, and I like it like narratively. So I will say it will improve any chance you have at trying to jump in front of the side swing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in which case, well, if you're if you're but, if you're yeah. doing that as as I approach, then we could just have a conversation. Okay, do I get to save the spell? Or do, do I try? <laughs> okay, in which case, for dramatic flair, you swing the scythe and you manage to cast this shield spell and just kind of, um, but the scythe still cuts through the magical energies that you uh, um, conjure Whoa. and whips over your head, and you just feel a kind of wind above you as it happens. Um, and you are both left stood there panting in front of each other, like a hair's breadth away from having died. Oh. <laughs> I know it's Topi I I know it's Topiarius, but they're just using his body. How how do we bring him back? I don't know, Binky, but uh, attacking him to- with that cleaver isn't the answer. We yeah. have to it's gonna be the end of the universe. You hear don't, don't a you- rumbling laugh coming from the Chimera, you hear. <laughs> Don't you have some kind of okay. healing magic, something you can use, some kind of potion that you've stab- concocted? This chimera's pissed me off. I want to I want to I want to kill the chimera. Are you gonna hit it with the scythe? Yeah, I really want to hit it with the scythe. Go ahead and roll with advantage to hit. <laughs> it's a low AC. It's got ten AC. What it's suspicious to me. That it <laughs> I rolled a nat one. Oh and my God. the advantage I rolled a three. <laughs> oh no. You whip past the face of the chimera and you see fear in its eyes for a moment. But as you do, um it locks eyes with you and it says, um You want to consider very carefully what you hit with that scythe. Don't listen to them, Winky. You Wait, have... are we in if we we haven't rolled initiative. We're not in battle, are we? Nope. Oh, so I can swing again. Can if you want. Yeah. I'm so suspicious of this. Do it, Binky. Don't <laughs> Why listen to them. Why is the AC so low? If we've learned happening? anything, we know that we can't trust them. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm swinging again. I'm, I'm just swinging again. Uh, that's a nat twenty. <gasps> <gasps> Wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> so the scythe swings through the chimera and cleaves it in half. Oh, sweet. Oh, no. And as it does so, you see it just drop to the floor and you see the light begin to leave the eyes of the central head, which still resembles death to some degree. Um, and as the life essence leaves this creature, oh, no. Um, oh, no. you see uh, death try to speak and go, And then he finally gets some words out and he says, Remember, he is within all of you. And then the light leaves Death's eyes. Oh my goodness. Xander Z- turns. Did you? Yeah. I- no, go. Xander turns his attention back to Topiaris. Uh, I think he'd like to try and jump on Topiaris's lap and like slap him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry to do this the first time we meet, Toby Arias, big fan, but we've got to get you out of here. <laughs> you jump up on his lap and smack the face, uh, and uh, it doesn't respond. There's still this ragged, slight breathing, but it's like slapping a cliff face. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Come on, big guy. Come on, work with me here. And I, I want to look into his eye sockets, if possible. Did you say he... Are they empty, did you say? Yep, they're empty. Oh, my God. But as you stare into them, you see yourself reflected back. What? Uh, guys. Yeah? Something's happening that I do not understand. What? What is it? I... Uh, I... I don't understand. From the chimera, you feel a kind of slight vibration. Oh, come on. And the essence of the three gods begins to seep out into the air in a kind of black, gold, and green mist that mingles together and begins to slowly float towards Interitus. I think he wants to try and slash the head off of of Topiarius being again. As, as it is floating, I will say you hear a voice in your heads that says, um, you have a choice to make. What Topiarius created all of us. Without Topiarius, there are no gods. Uh, Xander is uh, not proactive and is not going to make a decision and is going to uh, leap forward with his daggers and start just stabbing the, the like, mist. <laughs> As you frantically stab at this mist, um, the voice continues and says, The choice is clear. Either Interitus will bring ruin to this tree and make its people stronger, or you will destroy all of us. All gods will die choose and the mist carries on are you trying to hit the, the mist i know i want to swing for, to- for topiarius again yeah i don't know if that's a good idea i want to call out to gerald because i know xander's against me i want to call out to gerald shall i i could i could take i could take his head off now Sh- what should i do gerald is frantically looking between Binky, Xander, the Mist, Topiarius. He literally has no idea what to do. A magic missile goes off in the background. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, all directed at the Mist. This is still Xander just wailing on the Mist. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh. But if we kill... If we kill Topiarius, we will die. No, that's mm. the, that's what I'm understanding. But that's if we what let if we let them kind of like um, win, get into Topiaris's form, we then will also the world tree will die. Unless we can we can. Uh, paper clips can't solve this. <laughs> I think uh-huh. in the middle, in the what middle, in the middle of the mist, like having made no difference, having unloaded literally everything that he has, 
Xander's just going to look around. And I'd like to just take a moment to look at the, the battle that's going on. Sure. As you do, um, you see down below, you can kind of look over the edge a little bit. You see Raxor getting tired, cleaving through some of these termites. Um, you see uh, the, the mech suit that Polly's been wearing is, is battered and one of the arms has come off. And you can see there's a couple of termites that have swarmed it and are kind of pinning, pinning her down. Um, Raxor has lost his sword and is currently just fighting with his hands. Um, there's a few other gods that are laying... Uh, dead around and more and more and more of these termites seem to be turning up uh, numbers are thinning and I think I'll, I'll yell Binky I, I, Gryla said something to me that I think was very important I started off this adventure thinking that our purposes were our our jobs but I don't think that's true at all I don't think we have a purpose and I think that's okay. I don't think we need to be here. If we don't have a purpose, then what's the point in any of us? We don't have a purpose. But I think they might. And I want to uh, universally gesture towards the planets. They're like fruit on the tree. You see the drops of fruit in the distance. These cosmic entities full of hundreds of thousands of different peoples and, and homes and families and, and, and creatures. I thought we were the important ones, but I think the little ones, I think they are what's important. Do it, Binky. Okay. I, I, I slice the head. The scythe swings through the air and time seems to slow down and we zoom in right to the point of the scythe that as it connects with the skin of Topiarius and as soon as it connects, everything goes white. We zoom out. The world tree remains. We see a small um, ball of light at the very top explode outwards in a kind of supernova. Um, we zoom back into the crucible and we see gods um, sat dazed. The termites turn to ash in the air and float away on the wind. And the three of you are left standing on an empty rooftop. Kind of slightly dazed. Blinking. And you can see each other standing there. Did we... Did we kill Topiarius? You look at the chair and the form is gone. But... We're still... Here, right? Xander looks around in, like, in a panic to, for the, the mist that he was trying to stop from reaching Topiarius. The Chimera mist. <laughs> the, uh, the mist is nowhere to be seen. I think he looks over to... the where the battle was happening. As you see the remaining gods standing there, you look over, you see Raxor stood on a, on a, on a slight rise, uh, and he looks up at you, having seen this supernova. Um, and then you see uh, his form slowly begin to fade. 
and after a few moments, he blinks out. I think... I think this is the end for the gods. Are we all going to go like that? Xander instinctively holds out a hand to Gerald. Gerald takes it, gestures a hand to Binky. Binky takes it. You see Polly in the distance fade from inside the mech suit and blink out. Binky roars in tears. You see the four gods stood in a line as if waiting for a bus. Still waiting for that bus. slowly fade out in a line. I um, I go to sit down and kind of hold, hold, still holding their hands. I'll sit down as well. Yeah. You see Ludos um, still fighting the air a little bit and then look at his hand and go, oh, and then fade out. Binky drops the scythe and joins hands with Xander, so we're sat in a little circle. As you drop the scythe, instead of hearing the clank of metal on stone, you hear a slight breeze as it just dissipates on the floor. And one by one, you see the army of gods that remains fading out of existence. Not with an explosion of light or a uh, any kind of murmur, but just slowly blinking out. And as the three of you sit on this rooftop, uh, you look down at your own forms as they slowly begin to Um, a sweaty hand will just loose itself from um, Gerald's fingers for just a second and um, Gerald what are you wearing? Um, a long black trench coat um, and boots but the, the main feature of what I'm wearing is the, the trench coat and we'll um, reach into the pocket of the trench coat, which I'm, I'm guessing there's paper clips in there. You don't know. Yeah, there's that's paper clips. And we'll take out the paper clips, and then we'll reach over to the other pocket and put the paper clips in there and give like a little wink. And then we'll wink to Binky. Xander. Xander, as you do that, um, and wink, you, the two of you, Binky and Gerald, you see Xander just fade and vanish. A tear falls down Gerald's face, and he goes into his first pocket and smiles. There's no paper clips in there. Goes to the other one to get the paper clip and pulls them out. Says, "Not bad for a group of insignificant gods." And as you do, and hold the paperclip, Binky, you see Gerald slowly fade, and then blink out. Binky takes out her flute for the last time, plays a, a peaceful but melancholy song, and as she does, bubbles gently float out of it. As you do, a, a bubble makes its way up into the sky, and Binky, you slowly fade out and blink out of existence. The camera pans up and follows the bubble up until it 
aligns with one of the cosmic planets in the distance. And the bubble pops.